What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Pigskin panel. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Mike Sharp, Joel Braggers, Cody McGuire, <laughs> and I am your host, AJ Lavender. This is our first episode. Finally, boys, it's about time we've done this. Um, I know we've been talking about it for about a couple years now, and uh, it took 2021, this whole COVID situation, to finally get down and do it. Be dope to do this in person once everything gets cleared out and through. Um, but I'm super yeah. excited here. Um, you know, I'm excited for everybody, you know, listening to our first podcast. It's going to be pretty cool to see again. Uh, us listening back to this on our future self. So future self to the Pigskin panel. Uh, what's going on? Thanks for tuning back into this podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, let, let's get kickstarted here. You know, that, that way we get our listeners acquainted to who we are. Uh, so let's go around the room. Just tell a little bit about yourself. And then uh, what's your favorite football team? So we start off with Mike. All right. Well, I'm assuming you can see that uh, my favorite team is the Cowboys. Um, probably started, I don't know, I'd say like 15 years ago or so, Cowboys fan. I think I started out a Cowboys fan because they're on TV mostly, I would say. And, I mean, they had okay teams back then. but uh, And, like, one of my good buddies – it's a big Cowboys fan, so that kind of helped. Kind of just watch games with him, and it's been a uh, long, treacherous journey since then, to say the least. So, always optimistic, but it just goes so far, you know. One hundred percent, brother. One hundred percent. Well, speaking of long, treacherous jersey uh, journeys, uh, my next co-host here. Yeah, I think he's gone through a, tre- a treacherous journey too with his favorite football team. But my man Joel, uh, let, 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 the, let the fans know a little bit more about yourself and your favorite team. Oh boy! So I've been a Dolphins fan my whole life. My old man was a Dolphins fan. Grew up a Dolphins fan, watching every single Dolphins game. Um, sadly, it has not been a, a good journey for me. It's been very stressful, as you can see. The hair is going to be gray on the side. <laughs> um, yeah, it started way back, way back watching old Marino clips and tape, and uh, went through the Ryan Tannehill phase, went through the Jay Fiedler phase, went through the Chad Pennington phase. The list is about as long as the Browns quarterback list, so. <laughs> It's not good there, but so we're starting to make our strides. We're starting to make our strides, but um, we'll see what Tua's got to offer uh, the Dolphins in 2021. 100%. Very promising. I know, like, you know, they say, you know, the rag on the Dolphins quarterbacks, the Browns quarterbacks, and my favorite team too, man. We're, we're, we're getting that list pretty heavy with you guys. Uh, but our <laughs> next our next guest up here is um, my man Cody. Now, in the future or during this podcast, you might hear us call him by a zipper name. So we call him Shitty. Uh, he might be able to touch on that nickname, but uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna hear us talk say like shitty this, shitty that. Just know that we're talking about Cody, um, and that nickname comes from just the old childhood past. But yeah, Cody, man, uh, tell you know tell the listeners here, you know, what's your favorite team? A little bit more about yourself, and maybe even the origin of your nickname. Uh, yeah, my name's Cody. I'm a Ravens fan, as you can see. Uh, I think my origins of Baltimore date back to like 2000. 10-ish, right around my favorite player growing up was Anquan Bolden. A lot of Ravens fans have like Ray Lewis as their guy. That's why they became a Ravens fan, but I just always liked Anquan. Um, he actually went on to win Walter Payton Man of the Year. So, I mean, he's definitely a pretty recognized guy in the NFL. And then we shortly after there won the Super Bowl in 2012. So, um, been a fan for about 11 years. 
and uh, kind of went from the elite Flacco phase <laughs> <laughs> to uh, MVP Lamar. That was sweet. And then last year, we won a playoff game, I guess, after a little bit of a drought there. So uh, not really sure what the future holds, but it'll be exciting to see that. Um, in terms of my nickname, I don't even really know if I can point to why that's my nickname. I, I know when we were going out in uh, college there for a while, I just, when I'd get drunk, I'd be like, I just say shitty for no reason to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it kind of, uh, yeah, just kind of stuck. And that's kind of where it came from, I think. The, the funniest thing about that whole story is that my mom to this day, like, doesn't know your, like, first name. She's like, it's shitty, but she's like, what is that damn boy's first name? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to go by as I get a little bit older. It's uh, transitioning into Cody a little bit, a little bit more. So that's good. <laughs> I don't know. More of that professional vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be kind of odd, you know, you being a like a VP or something like that. Oh, my manager shitty. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to stick it to Cody, but yeah. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Love it, brother. Well, my name is AJ here, and then uh I am a diehard Broncos fan, born and raised. Uh came from my dad. My dad's been a huge Broncos fan ever since he was young, right? You know, the Steve Atwater days. Um John Elway days, of course, and, you know, stuck from that. And then, of course, me being born, I think there was, like, a, a photo of me going around, I think somewhere on the internet. There's, like, me, I think I was, like, an infant or two-year-old, and I'm in, like, a Broncos onesie. So I was really <laughs> just bred into this whole uh, mile-high nation here. But um, if we're going to, like, my favorite player, you know, growing up was Rod Smith. Everybody, you know, always had the Terrell Davis, um, you know, John Elway, everybody piggybacked them, you know, even going through the John Lynches and everything like that. But, um, yeah, Rod Smith was my man. Just loved him wide receiver always wanted to play wide receiver and never was too fast growing up but uh i kept i kept hope for those dreams but uh yeah mm -hmm. that's my favorite team uh going through like like uh joel said here you know we're kind of going through a quarterback carousel right now but we'll get into that a little bit in the show but uh you know just going through our favorite teams now fellas like i, I just want to know what is everybody's favorite moment of team that you can remember clear as day that's like that was that time um we'll go with sharp man what, what about you Oh, wow. Um, not very many fond memories of the Cowboys because they'll just <laughs> they'll disappoint you every year, every goddamn year. But uh, I don't know. I think the best season I have witnessed was Dak and Zeke's first year. That they, they were four and twelve the year before. Not much expectation. They go thirteen and three with uh, Romo going down. Like you kind of see the writing on the wall with Romo, like it's the injuries kept happening. What's he gonna do next? And then Dak comes out of nowhere. Like I had no expectations for Dak. I knew I knew he was not bad in college. I knew he had maybe some character issues, but he balled. He balled out that first year and Zeke was awesome that first year. And it gave you hope as a Cowboys fan going in the future that maybe this could be our quarterback. And I mean I still think he is. I'm a big Dak guy. I know there's a lot of Cowboys fans that are conflicted, but I love Dak. I want to sign Dak. But, I mean, it's always optimistic, Cowboys fans. You have to be optimistic because it's hard not to. But, yeah, if I were to pick one moment, it would be that 13-3 and three year probably. Nice. Love it. Yeah, and, you know, it definitely Dak has shown that light. No matter what the Twitter naysayers say, like – 
Francis, this this year, he was on pace before he got hurt, like 6,300 yards or something crazy like that, right? So it, shows that he's, it just shows that he's not really a scrub, as most people say he is. Like, the, the guy can ball out. Like, he can play yeah. his ass off. He's, uh, he's improving but, on everything you need him to, right? So, I mean, you can't ask 100%. for much more from the guy. 100%. Like you said, he's, you know, he's still technically a baby in the league if you really think about it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he's just hitting his strides of his prime, which is going to be crazy to see. You know, we always hope the, the best to see him return, you know, from his scary injury to hopefully be oh, yeah. still in that pace he was. But uh, what about you, Joe? What, what, what's your most found moment being a Dolphins fan? I'm with Sharp on this one. There isn't many. <laughs> there isn't many at all. Uh, probably the best moment was when the Dolphins took the division with Chad Pennington at quarterback. Of course, Brady went down that year, and that's the reason why. But uh, that was a good that was a good moment. That was a long, long time ago, though. Uh, what was it, 2017? The Dolphins made the playoffs in a, as a wild card. Uh, went on to play the Steelers. Obviously, got uh, we got waxed. And uh, <laughs> there's not – any good Dolphins moments, but you know you won't see anybody more faithful than me. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there every Sunday watching, even though it mm-hmm. uh, makes you want to pull your hair out sometimes. But there's, like I said, there's not very good moments with the Dolphins, to be honest. And see, that, that's one of the best things about being a fan, man, is being there through like the ride or die moments when you're at their absolute worst, man. Because when you're at that worst and you experience that worst, when you do hit your highs, man. There is nothing like it, like absolutely <laughs> nothing like it. So I know, I, I know when you know if the Dolphins ever make the Super Bowl, I don't think we'll be seeing Joel for a whole week, maybe a whole month. <laughs> but no, Joel, I, I, I do, I, yeah, yeah, that's that's a big F. But uh, Joel, <laughs> I, I, do have to, I do I do have to spend another question to you, man. That might be a foul moment. So um, you know, we're for everybody that's watching. You know, we're all good friends here, and uh, you we usually get together for the NFL drafts and stuff. And then uh, a couple years back, we had an interesting draft class where the Dolphins had the chance to select Dwayne Haskins, and they did it. Is that now, knowing that what he is right now, even though, you know, he's still in his baby phases, is that a found moment now that they didn't draft Dwayne Haskins? It's a fantastic moment. (laughs) And as you guys know, we were at my place watching that draft. Um, I was banging the table for him. Banging the table. It's been so long since the Dolphins have had a franchise quarterback. Um, I've seen a little bit of a little bit of stuff that I liked in college from him, but uh, the way things have progressed for him, uh, it seems like we made a good choice. One hundred percent. I'm interested to see what he does to the Steelers. Hopefully, that maybe revives it. But yeah, you know, it was looking rough there with the Washington Football Team. So I, you know. I think it's his character too. Like it seems to be like. I don't know. It's just not listening or something to coaches. There's something, something with them. Well, he likes he likes to go out and have fun and kind of yeah. go to the beat of his own drum, right? He doesn't yeah. like you said. He's not a very good listener. If but the, there is a little bit of talent there, and if if maybe Mike Tomlin can 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 get him going a little bit. I was gonna yeah, say we'll if there if there's anybody, I think Mike Tomlin might be the dude to do it. So yeah, no. we can only wait and see there. But uh, yeah, Cody, what about yourself, man? I can. No, I t- have to go on mute. Here we go. <laughs> we touched on this right before we came on, but yeah, it's got to be the Mile High Miracle against your boys. I mean, disrespect, <laughs> man. Right disrespect. A more ridiculous moment. Like the game's <laughs> over. We're going home. Touchdown. We go on to win the, uh, the Super Bowl the same season. So it's got to be that. Man, talking about a sick me moment, man. I was, <laughs> I was in awe. Like absolutely in awe. Like, and I mean. Oh, 
as much as people want to harp on Flacco, that playoff run by him, uh, you know, oh, it's unreal. You gotta give it to him. It was it was uh, next level stuff. He was amazing. It's just that playoff like, run. it's just the twelve plus years after that or before. Yeah, that no, 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 fair. <laughs> uh, he's got a couple accolades though that people don't like. If you look, I'm pretty sure Flacco has the most wins on the road by any quarterback ever in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Somebody might want to fact check that, but I'm I'm pretty confident that's that is true. So you said playoff playoff road wins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, playoff, playoff, playoff road wins. I got gotcha. So he's got yeah. a he's got a couple uh, moments under his belt. I, and actually, I would think, honestly, I would think Eli would be up there too because I think both times they won the Super Bowl, they were wild card teams. So yeah, they, they yeah. the road a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another moment. It actually wasn't even a game moment, but. It was probably when Lamar got drafted. His 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 interview, that little interview he had after, I believe it was with uh, Dion. I want to say was the guy that was interviewing him, Dion Sanders. Um, yeah, I think so. And they asked what what is uh, the team going to get out of him, and he said they're going to get a Super Bowl Super Bowl out of me. So I mean, that's <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. I really like Lamar. Everybody knows that I will ride and die with Lamar. Yeah. I think that's uh, all I can hear. That's all probably. I can take out of that because I couldn't understand the rest of the things he said. <laughs> hey, that that's that's no. that Georgia accent, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> or that Florida accent. Yeah, I, I love Lamar. People love to harp on him, but um, you know, factor in a little bit of progression in the passing game this year, and hopefully he can make the next step. And uh, yeah, those are probably my two favorite moments. Yeah, that, that's definitely the biggest thing with Lamar, man. If he can get down some consistency with his passing game, man, you're talking about a scary dude, man, because that's one of his biggest harps, right? Is this that, you know, we saw in the Pro Bowl skills challenge or whatever, his inaccuracies and everything like that. But, man, if he gets that yeah. down packed, plus his elite, elite, elite run game, man, it's 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 hard to compete with that dude, man, because he just has that God-given speed that will take you in the blink <laughs> like and <laughs> better than better than a lot of the running backs in the league to say the least well, um, yeah, but especially yeah. now with the run option with Dobbins there like either guy you, you got to stop either one of them and it's not going to be not going to be easy and you saw Dobbins take off at the end of last season I think he had I don't know what the number is I think he had eight games in a row with a touchdown or something like that right so I mean that guy can ball and I'm pretty sure he ran for 2,000 yards in his uh, final season in college, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was all-purpose or if it was rushing, but, I mean, either way, the guy's a, guy's a baller, so we'll see. Yeah, Mike Mike knows that, too, as an OSU fan, man. You know, Dobbins was yeah. disgusting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He tore it up the last year. Yeah, you guys have been producing some uh, some crazy running backs, and, you know, we, we began to college hopefully a little bit later as soon as that season starts kicking back up again. But, um, yeah, yeah, you know, Ohio State, man, is some crazy running backs coming out of there producing, definitely producing. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but for me, uh, you know, for a Denver fan, uh, like I said, I was, I was bred and braised a uh, Broncos fan, so I do remember the back-to-back. Um, I was just about five years old when it happened. Um, so definitely that was probably – a cool moment as, you know, growing up as a fan and winning the Super Bowl, basically. Like, a lot of people can't even say that, right? Uh, so having that at that young was was a pretty cool experience, um, especially back-to-back, right? When my dad was telling me, we just won back-to-back, and I was like, oh, woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it, yeah, it, it was pretty fun. But then uh, really the most found moment as me in my, my adulthood would definitely have to be um, losing uh, 
definitely against Seattle in the heartbreaking way we did to then, uh, you know, recombated by being the Panthers in Super Bowl 50. You know, talking about, like I said, the peaks and valleys, man. You know, having Payne have his record-breaking year and this the offense we had, uh, you know, we had the no-fly zone, basically a ridden to you know, going to Seattle, do some damage. And then it just, from the snap, with the first snap being 15, like literally the Ravens this year, like 15 feet over Payne's head, safety. And then it was just like, all right, this game's done. And then Seattle's defense, of course, being the top elite it was, you know, didn't hold up. Russell Payne out of his mind. And, you know, it was just kind of one of those this. Man, that, that was our chance. And then, you know, to combat it, going to Super Bowl 50, Vaughn just played out of his mind. Our defense stepped up. You know, Peyton didn't have the best game as it was more of his, you know, end of his career. Ooh. But, man, to see to see the boys pull it off, it, it was, you know, I can't ask for anything more. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Like, people forget, like, that Super Bowl against the Seahawks, eh? Mm. Uh, the, the Broncos just got I'm taken glad. to town. In that game. I am glad that no one really talks about it. <laughs> and then come back to win it. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good moment. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, yeah. So, that definitely goes down. And, you know, like I said, most people came and say they, you know, been to the Super Bowl, let alone win it type of thing three times. Uh, yeah. So, I get to see that in my whole lifetime, which is <clears> pretty cool. Um, so, going from there, you know, speaking about our most memorable times, going out to 2021, the NFL season, what is the state of our teams right now? You know, a lot of teams are in the plus. A lot of teams are in the what the hell are we doing? So, uh, Sharp Man, what, what's the state of your team? Are you guys state of the emergency or are you guys chilling? Uh, we have a lot of holes to fill. <laughs> our, like, our defense last year was atrocious. I, like, it's so hard to watch games. Like I watched our 4-12 and 12 year. We were way worse this year. Like when Dak went down, we were done. Like say what you want about Andy Dalton as a backup. He was not great, honestly, as a, as a quarterback this year. Uh, like we had to play Ben DiNucci. That, <laughs> that guy stinks. Like, <laughs> he should never have gotten the ball. But, I mean, what are you going to do? But, yeah, like Isn't going ben into this year, like the first Italian quarterback ever to play in the league, or something like that. I think I thought I saw the stat of like he's the yeah, first starting Italian quarterback or something. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is Vinny Testaverde Italian or what is he? Oh, Vinny's he could a, be actually. Yeah. Anyways, you know, yeah. Like, I, I just hope say, like. Oh, never mind. Sorry, ahead. I was gonna throw in a crazy stat. Just when you brought up Vinny, I'm pretty sure that Vinny held the Ravens' passing yards record up until like five years not even five like four years ago when Flacco broke it which is pretty hilarious he did I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty positive so just want to throw that in while we talked about him but uh yeah like we have to draft heavy defense this year like we don't need any offensive guys our offense is fine the only offensive guys we need would be O-line I mean if we could but I don't we're not in a great cap situation because we got to sign Dak so if I were to make a few moves, I mean, it's pretty controversial with some guys, but I would cut Zeke and I would cut Jalen Smith. I mean, that's going to free up a lot of space there. Um, I love Zeke. Like, I'm a big Zeke fan, but he's got, like, attitude problems. He – ego issues. And honestly, at this point, he's expendable. We got Tony Pollard who's balling. We can go out and sign a veteran. Like, if you – if you cut Zeke, I think you could attract someone like Le'Veon Bell to sign here for a year or two and have Pollard and him split carries. 
And with Jalen Smith, like with without Vanderash on on the field, he's he's not anything better than an average linebacker. Like it, it's hard to say, but he's he's making too much money to be an average linebacker when LVE's not on the field. Them together, it's something different, but they haven't been healthy together for like two years now. So, I mean, if if it was me in a dream scenario at number 10, if Micah Parsons was there, that's who I would draft. But it doesn't seem to be on their radar at all because, I don't know, they, they seem to believe that Jalen Smith's fine. I don't think so. But those are just a couple of my thoughts on uh, the state of our team, but. It's going to be – I think it's going to be another rough year next year, honestly. Hmm. That's interesting. And, and you, know what's, you know what's pretty dope, though, man, is um the production that Alden Smith gave you guys, which I thought was pretty cool to see him have a bounce back. Yeah. But, yeah, like – Just to start, to start, and then he tailed off a bit too. Yeah, yeah. And, again, that could be this injuries and just how the team was just playing too. You know, that's definitely a motivation yeah. kind of thing too as well. But, yeah, I totally agree with you there, man. Like I always, oh, I, like, I always think that, you know, if – if your backup running back can give you 80% of what your starting running back can give you and yeah. your running back is costing that much money, yeah. it's easy like, to let something like that go. I'm honestly not saying like Tony Pollard is going to put up Zeke numbers, but if he can do 80% of that, that that's going to save you money from Zeke. Like that'll be fine with that. Yeah. 100% man. Oh, Hey. You know, it, you know, there there is promising holes, especially with this upcoming draft, right? You know, it seems to be very yeah. offensive heavy. So, you know, we can we can see you guys taking out some sneaky picks uh, when everybody else is focused on offense. So, it's going to be interesting for sure. Now, Joel, what about you, man? What is your is your Dolphins in a state of emergency? I know there's some huge controversy right now with should we let go of Tua after first year, which I think is crazy in my own opinion. Um, you know, there's, you know, things saying, you know, your wide receiver depth isn't, is, you know, isn't there. Your offensive line isn't there. Well, what's going on with your team there, bro? Well, you know, as we all know, Tua wasn't that successful in his first year. Mind you, he didn't get a camp. He was building as he went. He was coming off that major hip injury. Um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the shadow kind of thing. Doesn't really give you much confidence when you, you know, have one bad game and everybody's calling for Fitzpatrick's name uh so there's that with all the houston talk for deshaun watson and whatever it might be i think the dolphins would be silly to move off of tua i've seen some of the stuff he's been doing this offseason already he looks like he's getting a little stronger working on his speed working on his footwork i think if this year doesn't go as planned then maybe we could talk about moving off of him um just because value will probably still be there and you can always find somebody else. You can always draft somebody else. It's not the end of the world. Um, obviously, it's nice having a quarterback for five years Who's if they pick up a fifth-year option on him, if he can stay and do all right at, what, $6.5 million per. That's cheap for a quarterback if you can find a way to get him going. I know Brian Flores said that if, they, if he sees improvements every day, then that's something they can build off of. As soon as he starts to stay stagnant, then that's maybe the time that things should maybe be, the script should be flipped a little bit. Um, but for me, as you all know, I have his jersey. I think, I, I thought he was special. I watched him at Alabama all the time. I thought he was fantastic. Mind you, he did have great receivers there, and we're going to see some <laughs> of them. We've seen uh, 
Jerry Judy and we're going to see Smith and we're going to see what's going to happen there. But uh, at running back, I know the Dolphins are going to have to make a move at some point. You know, Miles Gaskin is a good running back, but he's a backup court. He's a backup running back. He's not somebody you can rely on uh, like a th three down back. He's definitely not that. Um, Dolphins relied on an undrafted rookie in Ahmed last year to to run the ball a little bit when Gaskin went down. Um, so I'm hoping the Dolphins actually go after uh, – everybody thinks the Dolphins are going to go after Aaron Jones. I personally don't want that. Um, great player, can catch the ball, can run the ball. Um, but I'm looking at Najee Harris in the draft at potentially the 18 spot would be real special for the Dolphins. They haven't had a really solid running back. Well, they had Jay Ajayi for a couple of years when he was the J train. But uh, other than that, you know, we're looking back at Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown days. Those those days are long gone. So it'd be nice to have a three down back like Najee Harris in there. And for wide receivers, Devontae Parker can't stay healthy. That's That's been proven through his years. We drafted him fairly high, I think 15, 14. Um, It'd be nice to have somebody else in there. I'm I'm hoping the Dolphins do something at uh, nice and early at the at the at the spot that they're at. What are they at, boys? Three, Four? I think. Four at uh, three. Three. Yeah. yeah. Houston's pick. That's right. Um, maybe they can draft a Smith or some Jamar. kind of. Yeah, uh, you know, get a wide receiver in there to go opposite. We had Preston Williams. He's shown promise, but he can't stay healthy either. And it's it's mm -hmm. it's just I don't know what it is about Miami, man. These guys can't stay healthy around here. <laughs> we got Mike Isicki at tight end. He proved last year that he can be in a pretty elite weapon in the in the passing game. His blocking's come a long way. Still nothing special, but it's come it's coming along. Um we got Albert Wilson, who just came off the uh he sat out last year with COVID. Didn't want to play because of COVID. We'll see. That is right. We'll see what happens with Albert Wilson. He can definitely play the plot. Um, he's got speed. He's got he's got some hands. He's it. He was getting paid way too much too. Uh, I think he took a price cut. Uh, renegotiated his contract last year. So we'll see what happens there. We got a young offensive line. Austin Jackson. I think potentially could be a top five to top 10 left tackle in this league next year, let alone what's going to happen later on. Um, he's a big boy. He can push people around. If you uh, haven't seen any tape on Austin Jackson, I definitely recommend you go have a quick look. He got hurt uh, for three or four games last year and the line was never the same. Um, we, <laughs> we paid big money for Eric flowers. That was a mistake. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we can renegotiate his contract a little bit, maybe drop him down a couple million dollars. We don't have a center right now. It's a big problem. The offensive line is a problem. We don't have a true right tackle. I'm hoping that gets addressed too. We don't even have a true right guard yet. We don't know if Hunt's going to be playing right guard or if Hunt's going to go to tackle. I'm sick and tired of seeing Jesse Davis as a starter on our line. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see where that goes. But now when we flip over to defense, the Dolphins have a nice young defense full of playmakers uh, from Xavier Howard to Ogba showed promise. 
he started to fall off at the end of the year, but he was a great pass rusher for us, you know. Um, Bobby McCain stepped up. Just shed some cap there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kyle Van Noy, release today. And Xavier uh, Howard really did have – Xavier Howard really did oh, have one of the better seasons in, in recent memory oh, of any DB. Oh. Uh, I think super underrated season. Yeah. Me, personally, I think he got robbed of Defensive Player of the Year. I saw a couple That's- players actually saying – the same thing yeah like he was it, you know how hard it is to get to get 10 picks let, let alone you know lots of guys get 10 sacks like Aaron Donald's numbers lots of guys do that mind you he's a D tackle so it is special mm-hmm. but to get that many picks is ridiculous I'm pretty sure Gilmore won defensive player of the year with nine picks with nine yeah so to go to get to do what Howard did is just next level I don't know I think he got snubbed that's just me. I watch him every single week. He's he's special. Quarterbacks try to throw his way, and that's a big mistake. Big, big, big mistake. Uh, Jerome Baker at linebacker, tackle machine. Um, I think he's pretty special, too. I think he's got all the right tools to be something special in this league. Shaq Lawson was a decent signing to rush the passer. Uh, like we said, Kyle Van Noy released. That's 12 and a half cut. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's close to 10 million back wow. into the books yeah. uh just signed him he only lasted one year in miami sadly mm-hmm. was a good player had a little bit of a hip injury which uh hampered him a little bit wasn't that productive near the end took him a while to get accustomed he was a captain so it was surprising to see him get cut um yeah Raekwon- curious, curious to see if that sure. money is for uh a mr aaron jones maybe yes which would be absolutely disappointing I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm, ho- I'm hoping that it's money for uh, Levante David from Tampa Bay. Uh, That'd be nice. He's got a house in Miami, and there's been speculation that he's interested in coming back to Miami. I think he was. Did he play for the U? Not a hundred percent sure there. I don't know where he played. Not a hundred percent sure there, but he was. Uh, he's a special talent at linebacker, tackling machine. Uh, instincts through the roof. Uh, I think he's 31. So, Levante, he, he was born in Miami, Florida, and he went to Miami Northwestern for high school. But then he went to Nebraska for college. There you um, go. Yeah, he's a Miami boy either way. I think I've read some stuff saying that he wants to come, might want to come home, which would be nice. Um, he's going to be 32 next year, so maybe a two-, three-year deal, see if he can last two years. But he brings a presence to the to the linebacking core, that would be – I would love it. Absolutely look, love it. Look at what him and Shaq Barrett did uh, in Tampa Bay. That There's so many players oh. on that defense that were very young, and they played yes. not like they were young <laughs> yeah. in the playoff run. Very true. Oh. Very true. The Dolphins hit on some picks uh, last year on defense. Byron Jones uh, – or sorry, uh, Byron Jones, the corner that they got in free agency from the Cowboys. Sorry, Sharp. Um, <laughs> he, he actually got a pick. For, he actually got a pick for us last year. I don't think he had a pick for the Cowboys in his whole nope. in his career. In his career, there. <laughs> maybe one. In his whole career. Every goddamn cornerback we take just stinks in the first round. Like it. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. What was the last? Yeah. Uh, Claiborne. Claiborne. Yeah, that was. Yeah. He's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got paid. Yeah, yeah. you got paid. <laughs> uh, a woozy, a woozy too. 
Yeah, like Awuzie, like he's not bad. He just can't stay healthy either. Yeah. yeah. Was it Diggs? Diggs, Diggs, Diggs best that got burned by DK this year? His best yeah. play of the year was getting roasted and then yeah. catching DK while he's selling on a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, our secondary, my God. Yeah, that's definitely something to be addressed. Uh, but yeah, the Dolphins, the Dolphins hit on a few picks also in uh, on defense last year. They got Raekwon Davis, uh, pretty good D end, can play D tackle a little bit, a little bit of a shifty guy, big guy. I know I don't know if you guys watched uh, Brian Flores smile when he picked him. He was uh, smiling ear to ear to get a big guy like that. He definitely played really well for us. Uh, Brandon Jones. I think he was from Texas Tech, the safety. Really good player. Um, gonna gonna be a good one. I got a feeling about him. You know, we got Christian Wilkins there. They got some pieces. They got some pieces that can that can do some things, you know. Eric Rowe, they got some veterans, Bobby McCain, uh, back there hawking on safety. So we'll see what happens with the Dolphins, but they definitely have a lot of work to do. Thank God we have that pick from the Texans this year early. Uh, maybe, maybe get ourselves a wide receiver there, and hopefully, I'm praying. Like I said, Najee Harris at 18 would be the cream, the cream of the crop. I would be smiling ear to ear. I might be running, running laps around this room without having. Well, <laughs> even number three, that pick is so valuable. Like moving oh. back, like say the say the uh, Eagles really want a quarterback. Moving back to six, you could probably still get Jamar Chase there. And like yeah. worst comes to worst, if he's gone, then you got Devontae Smith you could take there too if you wanted. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a little yeah, worried about business. Smith myself, just from what I've yeah. seen in tape. Just uh, it, it is the body type that worries me too. He's, yeah. He's small. You watch a lot of but, a lot of the touchdowns and a lot of big yards that he got. He doesn't even get touched. Like no cornerback yeah. even puts their hands anywhere near him. Like I know in the NFL, if you think you're gonna run those routes, you better be prepared to maybe get your butt put on the turf a couple times. So yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens yeah. there. But he, he's definitely, he, he's definitely he, got he, talent. He reminds me a lot of a, like a Calvin Ridley man. And if yeah. he can, if yeah. he can, if he can have a Calvin Ridley like impact for the, what Calvin did for the Falcons, man, the kids gonna be special, man. Uh, and Chase, Chase, is a, Chase is a different animal, though. Like, like oh, I think, Chase is. I think okay, you have yeah. to go him first wide receiver because yeah, yeah. The, the numbers yeah. he put up when Justin Jefferson was on the other side is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and I was gonna say that the year is a little more fresh. So the Finns' uh, best interest might even be just moving back at three, and unless you really think one of these wide receivers is worth a third overall pick. Uh, yeah, it's, say, just case, it's just a case of like pick them if you want them type thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's not let's not forget about that. Uh, the Penny tackle Sewell. Oregon. Penay. Uh, Pen- yeah. Is it Penay? Penay Sewell. I, I can't. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Well, uh, well, well, I'm hearing a lot. I'm hearing a lot that the Slater guy is like right neck and neck. With oh, them right Slayer is a mo- I, I you know what? It's funny because I I've really never heard of him up until uh, as of lately. And then I was actually uh, listening to the Mile High uh, Mile High Huddle, which is a Denver Broncos podcast. And man, they were like high on. It. I'm like, man, I've never heard of this kid. Look up. This guy is a beast. Yeah, mm-hmm. like absolute freak. Well, there's a lot of talk that uh, Sewell's tape was a little like not great, but he he pancakes guys, man. He he's a he's a body mover. Yeah, uh, I don't think you can go wrong either way. I think I would take Sewell, but yeah. I mean Slater. The only, the only thing that's going to hurt him is he sat out. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're you're basing you're basing off of tape from 
two years ago, basically. And an O lineman sitting out is kind of scary to me. Like, what is he doing? Is he doing work? Like, you right. don't want an O lineman sitting around for a year. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Donuts and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't need him well, getting up to four hundo. Yeah, that wouldn't be good for anybody. No. But uh, we'll see what ha- We'll see what happens. I kind of want to stay away from Devont- Devonta Smith. I. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not 100% sold on it, to be honest with you. I'd probably, I'd probably go if I'm going wide receiver. Maybe move back two spots and take Chase, and then take your haul, grab another second round pick, and who knows? Because you know the Lions are the Lions are going to be uh, hauling with uh, yeah. Campbell there. He's already said that he's got no problem doing what he's got to do to try to make this team a winner. So yeah. if they have to move up to try to get their a big piece on, on uh, offense, because I'm pretty sure Kenny Galladay is a free agent he's also. Not. Yeah. yeah. So they're, prob- they're probably not going to franchise him. So. They're they probably not be- going to? Probably not. No, I don't think so. He seemed unhappy there for a couple uh, – for the last year there. Um, so we'll see what happens. He can't stay healthy either. So No, no, he didn't, they, he didn't play very many games. That's right. That's true. So we'll see what happens. I, I can see the Lions potentially moving up, trying to get themselves the top wide receiver who they feel is the top wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like at three, if you're the Dolphins, just take them then if you want them. Because if you, yeah, if like, you want them. It, it doesn't matter like, like, oh, wide receiver at three. Well, we have the third pick and we got 18. So we'll just take them because mm-hmm. we want them. Yeah. Yeah. See, for, for, for me on that situation, I would say hopefully the Dolphins can move out of three, switch with the Lions, and hopefully they value Smith the highest. And then we yeah. move back and still get Chase. I think the, the thing is, I, I don't think, I think if you, if you want Chase, you have to pick him at three. I don't think, I think with building around Joe Burrow, they, they, they want Joe, uh, Joe Chase back, back yeah. together again. I, I don't, I don't see them passing up on him at four. With T. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, that would be quite the uh, trio. Panay Sewell and the Bengals makes a lot of sense too, because they yes, it does. Yes, Mm -hmm. it does. So they got like they got a couple avenues to go down. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. What about you, Cody? What's what's the state state that your team is in? Are you a state of emergency right now, or what's what's your thought process? I know, like you know, you had you got you had more high hope uh, this playoff run, but uh, what what are you at right now? Um, it's kind of a weird year for my look outlook on the Ravens. Um, I actually don't really know, to be honest. I, I, I think we're a good team that has an identity of running the ball and we do it probably better than any team in the NFL. Um, Minus but, but we just, I don't know when the playoffs come around, we just, we just can't seem to hang with the the other teams. It's it's brutal. I mean, it, it was nice to get the um, uh, past that first playoff win for Lamar last year, and it was nice to beat the Titans, obviously after losing to them the year before. But um, yeah, I don't really know. I think we're a good team that still is missing some pieces. I think people think that we're maybe a little bit better of a team than we actually are. Um, I actually think the Browns have a really good chance to win the North this year. Um, but yeah, I think I, every year I, I want us to take a wide receiver in the draft. So, I mean, especially at, I think we pick a 27. So, I mean, at that point, 
a lot of the top, you know, guards, tackles, centers, a lot of those guys are kind of gone, right? So maybe it is a year that we take a shot at a wide receiver. I mean, we did a couple years ago with Hollywood. Um, and I mean, for as many problems as Hollywood has, the guy drops the ball left and right. Let's let's make no mistake of that. But uh, he does have a nose for the end zone. I think he scored, I think he has 15 touchdowns in his career. And I mean, this is only year two. So yeah, and both games in the playoffs, he's had very good games both seasons um, in the playoff run. So that's promising as well. It's um, no disrespect to Hollywood, but like he's just not a number one. Like they need another no, guy to start him. Totally agree. And he's looking a, back on it, I mean, hind, hindsight's twenty twenty. I am the biggest AJ Brown fan that you will find now. I always talk about him. Uh, I love AJ Brown. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I wish we took AJ Brown now over Hollywood, but um, yeah, I totally agree. Mar- uh, Marquise isn't a number one, but I think he's a great speedster take the top oh, off yeah. the defense guy i think he's like perfect for that role um he's got to catch the ball and stop dropping the ball um yeah. but aside from that i think he looks pretty good I, I think i actually have no idea who i want us to take this year in the first round because we pick so late that it's like so many different things could happen that i don't really have an inkling on who I want us to take, but what I kind of do want us to do is trade. I would, I kind of want us to trade Orlando Brown. It's hard to say that because he's a great player, a back-to-back pro bowler. But I mean, if we're not going to re-sign the guy, what's the point of keeping him for one more year unless we can win the Super Bowl next year? Unless we really think that, which I don't think is the case. I don't even know if we're going to win the division. I think the Browns might win the division. So. Um, I mean, with all that being said, I'd love to trade him and maybe get a first round pick and get two picks, uh, maybe address the O line. You saw that, that playoff game, Lamar was running for his life the entire game. The ball was getting snapped all over the place at center. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute joke. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, we do need a center. That's for sure. Um, I don't know about our linebackers. I mean, you have Fort and I really do like Patrick queen. He was, he, he was, he had quite a good season. We had Malik Harrison in the third round too. He, he looks like he'll be a good player, but adding to that linebacker core would be nice. Um, one guy that I saw tape on that I do actually want in the middle rounds, he's not going to go in the first round, but um, Des Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick from Louisville. He actually played with Lamar. He's a wide receiver, big guy. I think he's six foot two. He can block. I think he's kind of the guy that the Ravens, the Ravens are famous for that, right? They look for guys in the middle rounds, wide receivers. They did it with Miles Boykin. They did it with Prochet late. They did it with uh, Duvernay. Uh, so I think they might lean more towards, I'd like us to take a first round wide receiver. I've seen Terrace Marshall uh, mocked to the Ravens quite a Would bit. Out of last year. He looks really good, but. Well, also uh, Landon Dickerson, the, uh, the Bama center, that'd be a good pick there too. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might be it might be a slight a slight reach, but mm-hmm. that's probably the best center in the draft. Yeah, better the, get your guy. The other things the, the other thing the Ravens always do is they never really seem to settle. Like they have their board and of who they like, and if even if it's they have bigger needs elsewhere, they just take their guy. They take who oh, yeah. they think is the best player, and that's what they do every season. Um, yeah. Raven, so Ravens are our best player available draft team. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do, which it, it, I don't know. It kind of works, but for our current situation where we're, we're a good team and we can make the leap, but we need to be able to address the holes that are missing, right? We can't just be taking the best player available at a spot that we don't need to to fill. Right. So uh, I'd like to see that Fitzpatrick wide receiver. Um, in the middle rounds, I think he's actually quite good, and he has the chemist, a little bit of chemistry with Lamar. Um, so I'd like to see that, and I'd like to see the O line addressed. Like I said, I mean, you couldn't write a more ridiculous game against um, <laughs> the Bills with those snaps. That was just it was it was the least entertaining game I've ever watched. Personally, as a Ravens fan, I I had no enjoyment in it whatsoever, and I just couldn't wait for it to be over. And then Lamar threw the pick six, and I was like, this is, you know, <laughs> torture. And then you see another high snap. Lamar goes to save the ball and gets a concussion, right? <laughs> like, it's just couldn't have wrote a more ridiculous game. So I think we're a good team, but I don't think we're as good as a lot of people think we are. And You didn't like, uh, them, uh, you didn't like them sending Marty McSorley in there or what? No, uh <laughs> No, no. We uh, That's the other thing, too. I mean, I, I feel like we have some good depth at quarterback. We have some good depth at running back. Our running back room is good. Um, we have a lot of depth in the secondary. I'd say we're one of the deepest teams in the NFL in the secondary. We got Peters and Humphrey. I mean, probably one of the best duos in the, in the NFL for sure. I would maybe like to see us address the safety position. Chuck Clark and uh, Elliott are they're good players, but I think that's all they are. I think they're good. I think uh, it'd be nice to see maybe an elite talent back in the safety and then have those two guys in front of them with Humphrey and Peters. That would make quite the uh, formidable yeah, it defense. It would have helped if uh, Earl Thomas wasn't a loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not- yeah. I was the one, the one positive thing that came out of that was Deshaun Elliott. A lot of Ravens fans are big fans of that guy. Like he came in, uh, I believe, out of Texas. Um, he was supposed to be a really good player. He had some injury issues in his first, I think two full seasons. And then, um, yeah, all that stuff happened with Earl and he got his chance to play and he was actually quite good. Um, Elliot was, uh, he's a later round pick, right? Like yeah. Yeah. Mid, yeah. Mid to late. Mid to late. I, I can't recall what round he was, but he wasn't an early pick. No, I believe he was the middle rounds. Um, and I'm pretty confident he was out of Texas as well, but, for the Longhorns. Um, but yeah, he's a good player and I'm glad he got his opportunity, especially after having like no playing time uh, in those first couple of years, it's very difficult to transition into a, a role where you got to start every single game. So he did a great job there. He was um, good. Yeah. So I would like to see us address the O-line, uh, maybe add a linebacker. And I mean, we have to add a wide receiver. I don't know what we're going to do this year. I really, I really don't. But I mean, if we, we can't expect all these things out of Lamar. Like, okay, go out, go out there and throw to these, you know, these guys that aren't making any noise. They're, they're, you know, and the guys that we do draft, like we drafted Boykin in the third round out of Notre Dame. Okay, we don't even throw the ball to him. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of using these high draft picks on on these guys and not even using them? And then they talk about liking Duvernay so much, didn't even use them, right? Yeah. So it's well, like Andrews, Andrews wasn't much helped at last year too. I don't know what happened. Andrews. Like, I don't know Uh, what happened. Yeah. Yeah. He had, I don't know. He was great at the start of the year and then he kind of fizzled out. You started dropping. 
Well, you yeah. you gotta you gotta remember that Lamar looks at his first read, and if it's not there, he's running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. if if he if he can't even look at his second or third option, well, who do you expect him to get the ball to sometimes? Right. Yeah. And that's that's my biggest concern with Lamar is even when they had that really good O line, it's first first reads not there, he's off running, and it's a scramble play or he's rushing for ten yards, right? So. It's kind of makes it a little bit more difficult when you want all these wide receivers, but yet you know that Lamar's going to have a difficult time getting to his second and third read. It's either first read and then tight end or run. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree to an extent. I mean, at the at the end of the day, Lamar's never. I, what's your guys' opinion? I mean, I can't say he's ever had an elite guy, an alpha guy, a number one. Who would be his best receiver he's ever played with? In Hollywood, I guess. There would well, have to be. Like, I mean, you'd, say, you'd have to honestly say Mark Andrews at that he point. He did make Mark Andrews a Pro Bowl yeah. tight end. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he's got some great tight ends, no doubt about that. It's just, it'd be nice to see. I would love to see a Godwin or an Allen Robinson come. I don't think they will, but if they did, it'd be interesting to see. You saw what happened with Diggs and Allen this year. I mean, Allen 360, or sorry, 180, on uh, what he looked like as a passer. So, well, do you remember? You remember when uh, Lamar got drafted, and I was saying all those mean things to you about Lamar. And uh, I was saying right from the get-go, what wide receiver is going to want to go to that system and just block, right? Mm-hmm. Like who's going to want to run routes and not get the ball? Mm-hmm. And and that comes down to uh, Lamar progressing as a passer, but it also comes down to the offensive coordinator like we can't expect a guy to progress in the passing game if we're telling him to run the ball a bazillion times a game and do run play options right i mean it just doesn't make sense so you're trying uh, to the ravens are trying to do what works for them now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and it's a unique situation not many teams that ever have committed to a guy and just built around his skill set i mean it doesn't happen very often so it's kind of unique situation and we'll see what they do i hope lamar uh, progresses in the passing game he obviously he does need to i hope that he i'm not asking for an elite guy i don't think godwin or Allen robinson are going to come but it would be nice to have you know maybe a second or top of the third tier kind of guy come like a Corey davis or something that could actually move the chains that you know has some burst and can score some touchdowns will fuller i would love will fuller but i don't i, I don't know even, I, kenny galladay even, i think would would be even, nice and yeah even T.Y. Hilton for the slot. Yeah, can- just guys that can catch the ball that don't yeah. won't drop the ball. Yeah. So we'll see. A lot of things could happen. I think uh, it'll be an interesting season, though, that's for sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, going to the Broncos country, we're ringing the alarms right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, in, in all seriousness, no, um, you know, this year was – band-aid express man like i i cannot even t- fathom how many injuries we have like to start off the season having our all pro hall of famer go down stepping over a piece of grass or something like that um and being out the whole season you know definitely is not the first outlook and then second week before the the even the season starts our pro bowl wide receiver goes down uh so we really you know start off the season we have a young quarterback who basically they even play a full season because he was injured and stuff like that. Never had a full camp, um, especially with the COVID. You know, coming in with you know Jerry Judy as a, basically a number one with Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler. So we had a, basically a rookie, a young core 
which is, you know, it's shaping up to look like a really nice formidable core as wide receivers. Um, then our O-line, I, I don't even know where we start. Well, first of all, I want to <laughs> give a big props to my boy, Garrett Bowles, because he made the biggest type of comeback season. If Alex Smith wasn't come back, uh, came back this year, 100% was this the most improved, man. You're talking about a guy who came in the league four years ago and this was looking like, the biggest bust didn't did not know how not to hold. Uh, I think you know yeah. he loved to hug people. I don't know if that was just a thing growing up. He just hugged a lot of people. But uh, man, like I'm telling you, I, I've never seen an offensive lineman hold so much. But man, this to see him go from not just a bust to a good mediocre offensive lineman, but a PFF number one left tackle in the league, like that's ridiculous, like absolutely insane. So, you know, having that guy that, you know, like, you know, like you guys said, having that guy that left tackle for a right-handed quarterback for us, man, like that, that is clear that so many, you know, positives, but, you know, coming into this new season, having Juwan James back, I hope, you know, this whole thing, you know, he set out with COVID. So it was a really big bull to our line. And then having a guy that's a natural right guard play right tackle and Elijah Wilkerson, basically the whole year. Um, what can you expect when you have, Pro Bowl, all pro edge rushers trying to go against an unathletic right guard, basically at right tackle. It, it, was, just, it was just a recipe for failure, right? Um, and then having our right guard go down. And we, we, at one point, we didn't have a single starter on our line. We had a third string right tackle starting at right tackle. So, like, you know, Drew Locke, he has a lot of improvement to make. He's shown that he has the potential. Um, you know, offensive line didn't help. Philip Lindsay going down didn't help. Uh, Melvin Gordon showed signs uh, that he could be, you know, permittable. Do I like his salary? Not so much, but you know, we'll we'll take it, I guess, unless we can find a suitor for him. I'd rather sign Lindsey, trade Gordon, maybe you know, take that a little bit off and keep Royce or draft a running back late in the uh, in the rounds that can give you again, like we said, eighty percent of what Melvin Gordon can give you in terms of the catching game, um, and then being that big power back. Wide receivers, I love it. I think Judy. Hamler as your guy off the top with Sutton coming back. That's going to be something to, to deal with. You already guys saw the talent of Judy killing roasting number one cornerbacks off the line with his route running. Probably one of the most elite route route runners I've seen. Um, you know, he just dropped the ball a lot. I don't know if that was his chemistry issues. I don't know if that's him getting used to the game. Um, I know he had a little bit of, of drop passes in Alabama with Tua, but it wasn't to the point that it was with Locke. And now that come from, you know, locks throwing, you know, maybe put a little bit too much spice on it where it could just be a number of things, not a full camp to get used to it. Who knows? So um, I'm very looking forward to seeing Judy now having cornerback number twos on him. Uh, you know, he, he he's not going to be facing the Xavier Howards, the Stephon Gilmore's, the, you know, the Jalen Ramsey's of, of the world, right? He's going to be facing, you know, your, your, your second tier guys, maybe some rookies coming up type of thing. So I think he's going to have a really solid year. And then Hamler, man. That guy is a speedster. Like to see him do what he's doing, you know. A lot of people, you know, had um, my man from Oakland, Henry Ruggs, being that fastest guy in the planet, man. But Hamler showed that man he could take the top off just as fast as him. So I, I, I'm pretty pumped that you know we was able to get both of them last year. Um, and then we have our, our, our tight ends too. Another one where is this? We were starting our third tight end. Like uh, Noah Fant went down, came back, was teeter tottering the whole season. We had our second, uh, our second guy and uh, Albert Albert O. Uh, I won't try to pronounce the names like OK Wubom. Uh, hopefully, I pronounced <laughs> that right. Uh, but another guy who was, you know, a, a crazy receiving tight end um, showed promise, and then you know, third, fourth game in, 
out with the ACL for the whole year. So, you know, there's times that we start Nick Vanette, who was more of a, a pass blocking tight end that, you know, gave us those three yard catches when we need seven. Like, it, you know, it just didn't work out kind of thing. And then uh, if we look on our defensive line, you know, defensive line showed up. I really like Shelby Harris. I really, really hope we can re-sign him. Um, our middle linebackers are great. I think we we need to touch that up. You know, Bradley Chubb finally showed up his Pro Bowl, his Pro Bowlness, um, his promise. Uh, so hope we can get that back with Von Miller coming back again. Have that one-two tandem like uh, his rookie year, which showed a lot of promise between those two. Right? Um, AJ Johnson has just been a stud for us. Um, but we need we need that we need that other middle linebacker um, that can that can show more athleticism. Josie Jewell out of Iowa. Um, great player, high IQ as a linebacker, just not athletic. So your IQ can only take you so far, you know, especially when you're comparing the Devin Weiss that can run edge to edge, can keep up with running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, because uh, that's our biggest thing, right? We can't we, – we have, <laughs> we have to deal with arguably the best tight ends in, in, in the conference. So, you know, with Travis Kelsey and them, it, you know, it's, we're, we're just going to have a linebacker that can cover them. You do know? you see Micah Parsons at nine a fit then? I I don't, but this is the reason why. Um, going up to the next state of emergencies, our cornerbacks. Um, our cornerbacks just <laughs> wow. AJ Bouye out basically couldn't play. I don't think I don't think he <laughs> played four games in succession uh, the whole year. Uh, Bryce Callahan came back, showed that he was that you know that that dime nickel cornerback that is utterly incredible, right? But again. Coming back off that foot surgery, he was going to show a little bit of tipsy turnsy when it comes to being healthy. When he's on the field, elite. So that's good there. But then all the whole time, the whole year, we will start in our rookie, Michael Ojemudia, as cornerback number one. So you're talking about you're facing Tyreek Hills and all like all these guys, and you're a rookie. Like that's a tough, tough pickle that a guy who is, you know, not an elite cornerback coming out of college, right? So, you know, that's a tough task to put up. Um, our safeties are elite, you know, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, you're talking about you, Kareem Jackson does lay out anybody. He laid out his own teammate for fun at the one yeah. play. Um, and then Justin Simmons is just showing that he's, he's an elite safety in the league. Like he's, he's top five, um, can play, can play, make and disrupt can blitz if he has to. Um, so this is where I, I like Micah Parsons. Um, I don't like his, his locker room personality and his character yeah. issues that we're going to have. Um, and then at number nine, um, I'd rather go after Caleb Farley. Um, I think he's that guy. Um, Patrick Sertan, guy's a dog, like absolute dog. I just don't see him fitting as well as in Fangio's system. Um, I think he's going to be great. I think the scheme, but I, I just want that guy that's just going to be that dude, the athletic dude that can just be the Jalen Ramsey kind of talent coming out. And I think that's Caleb Farley 100%. Um, oh, either would- or, I'm happy. Either or, I'm happy. Tain Diggs combo for Cowboys. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, and they had the option. Uh, we were talking about this the other day to uh, tender Tim Patrick as well. Yeah, and and that and that's why I see because you know, unfortunately, I love Tim Patrick the way he just showed out. He bought out to show us that you know that big number one receiver. Actually, uh, he didn't drop a single pass, and he was the number one pass rate, even though PFF didn't give him that credit. Um, yeah. So you're talking about a guy who has elite hands with the best of them, like, you know, the Devontae Adams and everything like that. So um, it's good to see him have that step up. It just sucks to see with Sutton coming back, you know, Judy now is going to be on the rise there. Hamler as a speed guy, um, unless we – No fit. No fit it's, for it's, him it's, there, right? 
And he's an RFA, right? So, you know, yeah. at, at the worst case, if we can get a second-round tender out of him, awesome. I, I hope he does well. I wish it was Deshaun Hamilton that was the one that's kind of getting out. We can keep Tim Patrick as an injury fail-safe. It's just unfortunate that, you know, some someone's going to pick up Tim Patrick, but it's just unfortunate that, you know, it had to be the year Good. that he breaks out. He's an RFA. Going back to Simmons quick, is he? Uh, he's a free agent this year, is he not? Yeah, he's a free agent. 100. percent We're going to franchise tag him. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. George George Payne, because that's a, that's the a craziest thing. Like, I just don't know what the Broncos going to do this year, just because we have a new GM. Like, yeah, could we could we go for an all in on Deshaun Watson? We could. Are we going? Could we roll with Locke? We could. Like, we we just don't know because George Payne doesn't have any loyalty to Locke, nor should should he. That's, that's what I was going to bring up is like, do you see him at nine moving up and taking a quarterback? Like, is that ever, yeah. has that been a discussion? I don't think so. And from what I've seen, um, I think it's more or less that if a quarterback falls in our lap that we want, then we'll do it. Or if a quarterback falls within the next two picks, but I don't see us trading the dolphins. I don't see us trading the, the Bengals to get a quarterback. The reason why I say that is because with the whole Matt Stafford pick, I mean, trade, the Lions did reach out to us, and we were hesitant. Uh, the reason why we didn't do the trade is because they wanted Drew Locke in the trade. Um, so there is showing from our our inside that we are rolling with Locke. Um, so the thing I can see us doing is picking up a serviceable backup quarterback, your Alex Smiths of the world, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, that can be there and be that guy if Drew goes down. Um, <laughs> but is this one of those that guys that are in the later of their career, they can have that mentorship, not like – Joe Flacco did, who really showed that he didn't give a damn about anybody. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Now, one of the biggest things I've been seeing is, you know, a guy like Mac Jones could be in the ninth. And that is – I like mm. Mac Jones. I think he's a great – I think he's going to be a phenomenal system quarterback. I think, you know, a Belichick mm. type of style offense, he's going to do amazing because I think in, out of all the co- quarterbacks, he has the highest floor, but he also had the lowest ceiling. So I, I, I don't see him being – the next Aaron Rodgers, or you know, I see him being a better version of Kirk Cousins. And that's the way I see it. I think. So I think. Put, the, not, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say not to put you on the spot, but uh, so let's say the Texans come knocking and they have like they have an offer for Watson, and you guys can get Watson. Do you want? Do you want the uh, Broncos to go through with that? Do you want them to ride with Locke or or what? It all comes down to price. Like, don't get me wrong. If if we can get Watson on a good deal, I'm doing it all. But I'm not. I'm I'm not willing to. Because what what it's looking like is what the Texans are asking for. Because the Texans seem like they're adamant. They're saying, Deshaun, you're staying with our team. If you sit out, we're just going to sue you or fine you, and that's going to be it. And you're just going to have to write out your contract, and you're not going to play. So that that's the way it seemed like. Um, what the I guess the hypothetical trade that I've been seeing it is three first round picks. Um, either a second or two seconds, and then Bradley Chubb and Justin Simmons. I'm not willing to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know anybody in their right mind who's you willing want to give that up too, or what? Jesus. Like, like for me, I could see you know maybe if it's two first round picks and Bradley Chubb, then I, I then it. I'd be I'd be more tempted to do it because then we have our quarterback for the next decade. Um, but I'm not giving up a, a whole. I'm not franchising the whole team for a quarterback where we That's can crazy. use those three. We can use those three picks. To just fire out at quarterbacks in the next three years to just find our luck, right? I wonder, and have a quarterback if, and have a quarterback for five years under cheap. I wonder if they could get it down to like two firsts, Chubb and Simmons, if that would work. I mean, Simmons is a phenomenal player, but like you said, he's going to get franchise tagged. Tag and trade, maybe a scenario is always 
there too, the thing, right? The, the thing is with Payton, he already came, and this is the reason why I think we're disenfranchised because I think we want to see exactly what the salary is going to be um, and how that all breaks down, especially yeah. with the whole things going on with Vaughn right now. Um, just, you know, big, big things with Vaughn with those federal um, stuff that he's going through. So there's, there's a lot of big question marks on what's happening and, you know, that political side of things going on with his charges or if they're dropped or if they're real or whatever it is. Um, and just to see if, you know, if that comes down, you know, will will Vaughn take a, you know, a haircut because Payne already came in one of his first press interviews saying, you know, our core group of young guys, we're not letting them go. So, you know, that's definitely including Justin Simmons in that. So I, 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 if I see a franchise tag, it's a franchise tag to keep them in, in house to then sign them to a long-term deal. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, that's the Broncos, though, for you, baby. New GM, injury riddled. It's going to be a wild offseason. <laughs> like, absolutely wild. I'm super excited, though, for it because, you know, I'm excited that John Elway's taking more of a, a higher role, which I think he should have done a long time ago. I think after the after the Peyton whole situation when, you know, retiring Super Bowl, I think John Elway should just already, you know, gone ahead and just take more of a, a management role of the upper, upper high class in the Broncos organization um, and, you know, stop kind of trying to dual task at once. I know Bill Belichick is the king of that, but you know, not everybody's Belichick. So yeah, no doubt. Yep. So before we close this out here though, you know, everybody's been with us now for an hour. So if you're still listening, you'll salute and hats off to you guys. You know, you guys are already the pigskin panel, number one fans, but uh, (laughs) I want to go around because there was breaking news that came out today or, and it took everybody by surprise or yesterday. Sorry. Yesterday or today, I can't even remember now. It's been a long day for me. But um, <laughs> and it, was, it was broken out that uh, there was a rumor that J.J. Watt was going to be going to Green Bay, the Browns, and he ended up shocking everybody with the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, yeah. What does everybody have to think? First of all, I want to see what Deshaun is thinking about that because <laughs> both of his boys now is in Arizona – uh but definitely sharpie man what what is your first reaction gut check feeling about jj going now and you know partnering up with jones to be that double dual trifecta see that that, like that's the thing i don't mind the fit for the cardinals like if if he gets back to 80 percent of the guy that he was that's going to be a dangerous tandem there but i don't get the fit for him like it, when he came out and said, I want to go to a Super Bowl contender, well, Arizona's not there yet. So signing there is, like, I wouldn't say a sideways move from the Texans, but you're not really a contender right now going to Arizona. Yeah, that defensive line's going to be much better than it was last year, or it should be. I mean, he had a little bit of injury problems last year too and his career, so who knows exactly who he is. But I I don't know. I just didn't get it from his standpoint. Like the other rumored teams like the Bills or Green Bay or the Browns, all three of those would have been way better options. I mean, I I would have had him go into the Bills. I think that would have been a huge spot for him. And well, I mean, I, two of those teams made the championship game, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they're they're obviously a couple only a couple pieces away. Yeah. And even the Browns almost beat the Chiefs. Yeah, like it was closer. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely interesting. But Joel, man, what what is what is your gut gut check react reaction to that? Well, I honestly believe that 
the Cardinals might be a little bit closer than a lot of people think. I think uh, there are a few, maybe, maybe two more pieces away. I know, uh, I know JJ Watt said that he signed with the Cardinals because he believes in Kyler Murray and yep. the things that Kyler Murray can do. I agree. I think Kyler Murray is a special, special talent. And I think he's only going to get better as things go on with, uh, with Nuke Hopkins there. Uh, now, Hassan Riddick is somebody who might get the axe now that J.J. Watt's there. There's a fantastic player off the edge, can play linebacker. So that's going to be a big loss. But I do think that the Cardinals is a decent option. And for two years, 31 mil, it's not, not bad. I heard the Browns rumored that the, the Browns offered a little bit more money. And I also heard that the Colts offered a little bit more money. Mm. The, Col- the Colts offered a little bit of money for J.J. Watt services, too. Obviously, they see him twice a that year. That would have been a good spot, too. It, yeah. So, obviously, he chose the Cardinals because he thinks they might have the best quarterback situation. And I think I think he's right there. I think Kyler Murray is better than Baker Mayfield. And I do think that Kyler Murray is better than Carson Wentz. Yeah. So, Especially because you don't know what, what Wentz about is Josh Allen. The thing about the thing about Buffalo is I don't think they could offer that that money. I don't think they True. could. I don't think I think Buffalo probably offered maybe two years, twenty seven million, something around there, maybe twenty eight. I wouldn't be shocked if they offered them one year too. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? and that's the thing with the Cardinals is they could be in the way the contract goes. I haven't seen how it all played out, but they it could be a one and out kind of deal for them too. Twenty three was guaranteed. 23 was guaranteed, right? But who knows if, it's, uh, yeah. if if they could be a one year and then they have an opt out yeah. year for year two. Yeah. I, that I don't know for sure. But um, I think the Cardinals is actually a really nice spot for him. I think he has an opportunity to shine there. Mind you, that is probably the hardest division in football, especially if Russell Wilson stays in Seattle. So yeah. he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be chasing some dudes down in that division. <laughs> One one of the one of the things that we we have to look at too, man, is that you know even though he's a he's a Wisconsin boy, you know, he stayed in Texas for a long time. So maybe even the climate change to go to Buffalo might not be as sexy as you know Arizona, right? So that yeah. that could play in a big effect too. Yeah, hundred percent. Cody, what I uh, say, Cody? What about you, man? Uh, it's hard to ignore like the Chandler Jones, JJ Watt duo, right? I mean. I, I don't have the stat in front of me, but um, I saw something the other day saying that uh, I think it's since the year might be might be 2014. No two players have more sacks in the NFL than J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones, right? So um, we're talking about two of the best defensive players in the NFL now. J.J. Watt's had some down seasons recently due to injury, but if he can, it's all just about whether he can stay healthy, right? That's all yeah. it's ultimately going to come down to. Everybody knows he's a Hall of Fame player. Everybody knows that he's what he's going to bring to the team in the locker room too. I mean, he might not. He might have a snap count. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he will play every down. I. I, I kind of doubt he will. But um, even if he doesn't, he's going to bring a ton of leadership to that team and the and the young players and whatnot. So uh, I think it's a good fit. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily think the Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl in the next two years, though. Um, I think Kyler is a pretty pretty good quarterback. You can notice 
when Kyler got hurt last year, the difference in that team, they were winning games. Kyler got hurt. They weren't winning games. Right. So, I mean, um, clearly there's something that Kyler brings to that team that was putting them over the top that was missing once he got hurt. Um, so I think too, I could kind of, I could see Fuller maybe even going to the Cardinals. I mean, you got Nook, uh, DeAndre Hopkins there, right? If you could get Fuller there, put Kirk in the slot, have Andy Isabella as kind of like a gadget guy, swapping guy. They got a pretty lethal offense there, right? So um, they could maybe make the the jump with J.J. Watt and if they added one or two more players, I think. So I think it's a pretty good spot, but it is a little odd that he didn't uh, – I thought that he didn't look at maybe a Green Bay or a Buffalo. But then again, that could have came down to price and uh, – and, and whatnot too right so well i definitely thought i definitely thought the, the cool thing would have been man if he would have went to the steelers have all three watt brothers <laughs> uh, right when i heard that he was leaving that's kind of what i assumed was going to happen just because like it's just one of those stories right can't really make it up you got all three brothers together on and i mean personally i know joel said he thought Savian howard got snubbed uh defensive player of the year i personally think tj watt should have won the, the uh, you look at his stats this year they were unbelievable um i personally think he should have won i do think xavian howard was in the top three though i think it was xavian howard uh donald and uh tj watt but i mean if you could have got those two together it would have been unbelievable but mm-hmm. um yeah i think it's a decent fit yeah and see see my, my gut reaction man I, I think this is gonna be fucking dangerous like absolutely like to me i think Chandler jones is the most underrated pass rusher the league has he doesn't get any of the roles that he deserves like since mm-hmm. i think it was his last year in new england till till this past year in arizona he was double digit sacks every single year and you're talking about not this 10 sacks you're talking about 16, 16 17 yeah. 19 mm-hmm. like guy is ferocious so now like let's just say you know teams are picking up on him double teaming now you have to have jj solo like or you're gonna have to choose one or the other and i think that's this that's just gonna be dead like like you said like joel said man they're gonna be chasing a lot of quarterbacks this year like mm-hmm. a lot of them, like the pressure. And then let's not, let's not get too far too. you know, the quarterback time. And they have a stud in a safety in Buda Baker. Like you're talking about a guy who was like honey badger 2.0. So mm-hmm. like, I think that defense is going to be some serious. And then if Kyler takes that next step up, you're talking about a team like Joel said, man, is going to be super, super underrated. Like could be pushing that potential of, like you said, a playoff, uh, you know, a Super Bowl contender, um, just by adding, like you said, maybe one more piece, one, two pieces, and all of a sudden now you have a deadly, deadly team because now you have a mobile quarterback who can throw the ball, a pretty ball. You have a top three wide receiver, top three, top five, whatever you want to call Nook. I, in my person, he's top three. Um, you have a run game that's solid. You have a great, like a good offensive line that can keep you up, and you have a nasty defense. Like I don't know what else you, what else you need, right? So. It's going to be interesting. They'll be exposing a lot of bad O-lines this year. That's for sure. Yeah. Thank God they're not in our division. (laughs) With with the Cardinals, too, they got Jordan Hicks, that linebacker, who is an absolute tackle machine. Uh, If somebody was – say somebody is to get past Watt or get past past even that line in general, you got Hicks to clean up. I think think it's just – I think that defense has real potential, and they still have a few more things to do on defense. Well, anyway, uh, their, offense, 
their offense is pretty much set, but they got a couple more they pieces. Took, on. Uh, they took Isaiah Simmons last year too, right? That is true. Yeah. Oh, right. Completely forgot. He's, a, they, he's he a guy who just he didn't play. He didn't play a lot. Yeah. He, he he started he started showing his promise at the end of the season. He's like literally he's like Duran yeah. James. He's he's such a utility. He can play safety, free safety. He can play linebacker. He can play like he's yeah. he's an animal, an absolute freak. And then um even here like yeah. I like my bold prediction, my bold prediction with this TJ Watt signing, I honestly think Pat Pete will come back on a, on a haircut now. Got potential. Pat, Pat Pete was very mediocre last year. The problem like like he was getting burned so much. He's lost a step. If you came back as a rotational guy, then I like it. So yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting, guys. But yeah, well, everybody, you know that has been the first episode of the Piskin Panel with my co-host here, Mike Sharp, Joe Braga, Cody El Shite McGuire. Uh, <laughs> definitely come back. It's gonna be a weekly episode where we just chop it up about everything that's going on in the league maybe dabble into some college football too. And then especially with the draft coming up, get a little bit of mock drafts from us who we're looking at um, in, ter- in terms of our boards who might be a little bit of surprise diamonds going later in the draft. It's going to be an interesting season, free agency season, off season, NFL draft season is always one of the most hypest parts of the year. So I can't wait to dive into it. But um, guys, do you want to just leave off uh, with the fans with anything? Start. Tune in to the uh... – Pigskin panel here, fellas and ladies. <laughs> yeah, we do have our ladies out there. So again, big bigs up to you for uh, for watching and listening. If you're listening to it on the podcast, but um, yeah, Joel, Cody. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I think the cool thing about this uh, little whatever you want to call it, show pod, whatever. Um, I think it's gonna bring a lot for everybody. We're gonna do. Um, I, we chatted about it the other day. Like, not only talk about the NFL, but talk about, like you said, the draft, free agency, get into fantasy football once you know J- July, August. Like, it's it's gonna be a thing that anyone, if you watch the NFL, you'll find something on this show or pod or again whatever you want to call it that will interest you in some way. I think so. I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. Awesome, and Joel. Uh, I just with everything going on with COVID and everything, I just want to say it's good to see you guys. I haven't seen you guys in a, in a hot minute, so uh, yes, sir. AJ's AJ's pretty far away. It's good to see this guy again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Garby, even though even though uh, you're a Cowboys fan, I love you. And oh yeah, Shitty, I'm one of the better ones. One of the <laughs> one of the better ones. And even though uh, Cody's a Lamar guy, uh, you know. <laughs> I still love them. <laughs> well, I love all you yet. boys too. And then I uh, love all the fans that tuned in for the first time. And it's going to be the first of many. So definitely stay tuned, subscribe, watch us on YouTube, any type of podcast platform. We're all going to be there until next time, guys. Have yourself a wonderful night. Peace out. See you later. <laughs>